Welcome to Critical Blue Reviews. I am Nikki and Critic Cal, and there will be cursing. Thank you, Nikki, for that lively introduction. You're very welcome. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I am Critic Cal, and I'm here with my friend Nikki, and she's going to help me uh, decipher, not really decipher, we're not going to get too far into it. I know uh, it's going to be spoiler alert, just in case, but um, I definitely want you guys to see this movie uh, without any spoilers, just kind of see it on your own, but Yes, and also, uh, I would like you all to make me last by giving listener support to the podcast. I would appreciate that, and let a friend know, and send it to friends. Let them know about the Critical Critical Blues Reviews podcast. I almost messed up myself. So, let them know, and share it with everyone, and uh, make sure they make me last by giving listener support to the podcast as well. Alright, so today, we will be reviewing... Doctor Sleep. See, aren't you happy that I made you watch this movie with me? I did. I thought I didn't think it was gonna be that good at first, cause Doctor Sleep. I don't know. I, I saw the trailer. It didn't really interest me at all. I did not know what to expect from this film. But um, yeah. So let's let's go ahead and get to the background. Thank you for talking me into seeing Dr. Sleep. I like the fact that the trailer didn't do too much because it, it didn't have to do too much because it, it fed off the original movie, The Shining. So if you like The Shining, then you'll be more interested and more willing to see Dr. Sleep. There you go. Now, the director of Dr. Sleep, you have Mike Flanagan played by, well, not played, he actually directed The Haunting of Hill House TV series. I thought that that's actually one of the uh, uh, dopest or scariest TV series I've ever seen. That and then, um, uh, Marianne, like those, are like the two, you know, scariest uh, series I've seen. But definitely the Haunting of Hill House, and I, I might have to give Haunting of Hill House a nudge. I have to see it again. And uh, Gerald's Game. You ever seen Gerald's Game? I haven't seen Gerald's Game, but speaking of series, you got to start watching The Exorcist. They kind of discontinued it, but once you start watching that series, I think it probably gives the hunting a challenge. It's going to give them a run for their money. Oh, okay. Now, but Gerald's Game, that's on um, Netflix as well. It was about like a woman who um, her husband ties the wife up to the bed and he catches a heart attack. And so she's trapped in the house. The house is open. Like, animals are coming inside the house. You got, like, you know, people, like, scary people coming inside the house. And she's just handcuffed to the bed. And so it's, it's an interesting uh, film, a uh, different take on the horror, uh, the horror genre. And also you have Oculus. You ever seen Oculus? I've never heard of it. Oh, really? Uh, Oculus was pretty dope uh, about this haunted this uh i guess cursed mirror and what happens i think of the reflection if i say it correctly i'm probably gonna mess it up but the reflection 
that happens in the mirror is usually death or something like that and you'll die in real life or if you do try to do harm to the mirror the mirror will trick you and kind of like you'll like black out and somehow you end up dying you know what i mean but it was good it was pretty good it was an interesting take on on uh just like uh cursed mirrors so i thought that was pretty cool and also, let's say you have the writers, the writers for this film. Of course, you have Stephen King, who wrote The Shining, It, Carrie, Christine. And give me a drum roll, Nikki, for the next film. Tommy Knockers. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, and also you have Mike Flanagan, who also directed, excuse me, wrote and directed. Um, he wrote uh, Ouija, Origin of Evil, and Hush. And he, you know, I'm pretty sure he had his hand. He did have his hand in the writing of Haunting of Hill House series, Gerald's Game, and I believe Oculus as well. So, the logline for this film is a tortured telepath called The Shining. They call it The Shining or The Shine. And he's running uh, from his past, his haunted past. And he grows up facing a new evil while trying to protect a younger but more powerful, powerful shiner from a group of vampire shiners vampire shiners i think that was a good description of the villains in the movie oh okay cool cool so um now the characters you have dan torrance um you remember dan torrance from the original shining he was the little kid he's all growing up now and he's being played by ewan mcgregor you might have seen him in star wars episode one moulin rouge and transpotting and you know that the the original uh, actor that played Dan Torrance was actually in this movie as well. Like the little kid, he was actually at the baseball field oh, really? when they were playing baseball. Yeah, you know, usually they like to do that whenever they do like a remake or a series, they try to put the original when they're just in different roles. Yeah, I don't recall seeing it, but I think that's cool. Yeah, he's like a balding guy now, so you probably wouldn't recognize him, but yeah, so um, but also you have Rose the Hat played by Rebecca Ferguson. She was in uh, two of the Mission Impossible movies and also the sci-fi movie called Life. Remember Life? Uh-uh. Oh, okay. And also you have Abra Stone played by Kylie Curran. She actually uh, acted in I Can, I Will, and I Did. And you have Billy Ferguson played by Cliff Curtis. He was in Training Day and also Hobbs and Shaw. You have Crow Daddy played by Zahn McClarnon. He was in Westworld and Queen of the South. You ever watch those? Westworld, Queen of the South? I've seen Queen of the South. Okay, a lot of people talk about Queen of the South. I love Westworld, though. I grew up on the actual movie. And, um, yeah. So, uh, mostly this takes place in New Hampshire, because I know Dan, he settles in New Hampshire at one point. Now, I do want to know, what did you think about the comparison to The Shining and... uh, this film here, Doctor Sleep. I think Doctor Sleep had a lot of more trips and turns that it took you on. However, it lacked the horror part of it that you experience when you watch the original Shining. And the original Shining was super long. I remember it was super long, and it really had some spooky scenes that really hunt me. Like I'm still in the hotel business, and whenever I go down the hallways late at night, I be looking for them goddamn twins. <laughs> <laughs> this one didn't I, I'm not looking for anybody <laughs> <laughs> right right it was, yeah we're we gonna get more into the um 
uh, the scary parts. So that's going to come up as well. But I do agree with you on that. And also, I did uh, feel that the, uh, the the comparison I did feel, it was somewhat the same. But yes, it was very less scary um, than the original. And uh, also, there were some instances where, uh, I guess, Dick, well, Dick Hollerin, that's the cook. He actually was the black guy. But like, as you know, in the book, in the novel, he survived but then in the movie he he died you know he got killed off so i was at one point thinking that the movie was going to take off or follow the book's lead because at the beginning when we ran into dick hollering i thought oh he's alive you know what i'm saying so they're going off of the book you know what i mean but i did like that if you were going off of the book or you weren't sure if they're going to go um, by the way of the book, you know, you would, you know, come across some, uh, things where you're like, oh, okay, they're going off the book, but, you know, like, you didn't know to the end, really, that they were really going off of the first movie, like, you would guess they were going off the first movie, but then again, it's just certain things that will throw you off to be like, maybe they're just going off the novel, because there were some changes or differences in the novel, and also in the, in the actual, uh, movie, now, uh, do you think the movie explained Jack Torrance in the painting? Like, remember, Jack Torrance was the father of Dan Torrance. I think it, it left a lot for your own interpretation. Um, the fact that he lost his father to the hotel, that's the only connection that I can see why the father is still at the hotel. It's because that's where he left him at. He lost his life at the hotel, and now he became a part of the hotel. It's like you never really leave the hotel. Just like Dan left the hotel, but the hotel followed him. So it wasn't, it wasn't that he actually left the hotel. It was always there. And I think that kind of, it's left to your own interpretation. So that's the way that I interpret it. So you think if anybody dies from the present or whatever, they would be sitting at painting? I think painting. if they lost their life as part of, in reference to the hotel, in some, any type of connection with the hotel, they become a part of the hotel. Oh, okay. So that is, that makes them into the painting. That makes yeah. sense. Uh-huh. Okay. So now the best part of the movie, now the best part of the movie for me was the first battle between Rose the Hat and Abra Stone. I thought that was really dope and X-Men like, what did you think? What was your, what was your, the best part of the movie for you? I think the movie actually turned into The Shining 2 is when they actually made it back to the hotel. When they made it back to the original Overlook Hotel, that was the climax for me because that, that what, that's what made it The Shining. It made it The Shining. Yeah, yeah. So that, 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 that's, what, that's when the movie kicked in for you. Was, that's when the movie kicked in and, and it kind of gave, gave me the understanding of, like you could kind of see how they did their research. How, how they really made the connection. You know, throughout the whole movie, the only connection was Danny. He was a little boy that was at the hotel years ago, and father tried to kill him because of the hotel. That was the only connection. But now it kind of gave it a roundabout where the enemies and everybody became part of the hotel all over again. So that, that, would, that, that would probably explain his connection to the little girl and why the little girl connect, reached out to him and not to anybody else. Hmm. Okay. Well, you don't think it was just he was the, the closest telepath? Because she reached out to a lot of others that had the ability. She remember she reached out to a little... She didn't reach out, but she felt the little boy, the yeah, baseball player. Yeah, she felt the little boy, but she only reached out to one person. She only reached out to him. 
She reached did. out to the hat, Rosie and the hat. Yeah, but the, the Rosie and the hat was part of the hotel as well. But this no. was... You talking about the, the lady with the hat? Yeah. yeah. She went. She stayed in the hotel before, in the, going by the book, but uh-huh. going by the movie, she had nothing to do with the hotel to the end. Well, uh, technically she did because she was always a part of the hotel. That's what, the, that's what they were. She's the same... She's the same type of ghosts and monsters that lived in the hotel. No, they were ghosts. She was like a vampire. Yeah, the vampire was the same type of vampires that lived in the hotel. That's what they were. They, they that's why they always came after Danny is because they wanted to. No, they all. No, they, okay. They wanted Danny shining. She's the same type of monster that was in the original movie that was a t- that wanted Danny and they wanted his daddy. They wanted his shining. Mm, well, no. I, I, all right. What they do? What they did have in common? They wanted the shining. Yeah. But they were two different creatures like one was a vampire one was a ghost they you just they, they just both fed off shining yeah they fed off shining but one was a vampire like but they were actual she, so she was pretty much the same type of ghost he dealt with in the past the same type of ghost that he's been running for but that's the way that i looked at it the same type of ghost that danny's been running for his running from his whole life that's what she represented that same type of ghost and he so you, he so you... was more willing to run from it where the little girl was she wanted to fight she wanted to change it she didn't want to she didn't want to run from it she wanted to to make it fight against it now only thing i would say is the fact they did die but they weren't destined i mean they like like they were physical if i'm not mistaken right like who was physical the the creatures the the um, creatures were uh, more aggressive than the original ghosts um, the, and I think that the true had, knots. Yeah, yeah, the, the true knots, knots. But the true knots had more. They had. I think that they were a lot stronger because they had the ability to live outside of the hotel and travel the world. The hotel was just a hotel. I, I think they were two different entities, though. I think one were. I think they were really one was a vampire, and the others because you had to think though. The true knots had to be. They had to be uh, shiners themselves. They had to have some type of ability to be a true knot. Right. You know, mainly an adult because they feed off of children. But they, so therefore, I think they died. That ritual kills them, but uh-huh. they come back. So they're like a van, a vampire. Yeah, state. like a vampire versus the ghost is a ghost who feeds off the shine. Yeah, because like the ghosts, they don't have they they can be hungry, but they won't die. Whereas the vampires need that need your shine to right. survive. The ghosts, they kind of they're just hungry. You know what I mean? So, but yeah. So anyway, um, I did, uh, I did, I did like, oh, the likes and dislikes. I did like the characters. Uh, the character, Dan, I I believe he was fucked up, especially the scene with him and his mother, well, not him and his mother, excuse me, when, um, it was a woman that he was seeing that he did drugs with because he was an alcoholic, he was a drug drug addict. And um, so it was a scene where he met a young lady, and the young lady vomited in her bed. And well, he woke up the next morning, and she had an indication that she might be in some type of medical distress. And he didn't attempt to um, save her; he just left. Right, and then dropped the kid off. He like he, she did, had a baby. She had a baby, and she put he put the baby in the room with her, and left, stole her money, and left, even though. Um, so he comes off like a Dick, villain. Dick uh, Hollerin told him to put the money back. You know, he appeared as a ghost. Was like, "Hey, put the money back," and he was like, "Well, she's not going to need it, or you know, she stole it from me first. Mm-hmm. Which I was thinking. I mean, if she stole money from me, I'm gonna steal my money back. Mm-hmm. Would you? Would you leave your money? <laughs> I mean, I would have. You know, 
I'm not getting my money stolen to to start off with. First of all, you ain't stealing no money from me. That's not that's not gonna roll. If you if you drunk and high, you know it if might. If I'm drunk and high, I'm gonna be drunk and high with my wallet in my hand. Oh, okay. You gonna have to peel it off my dead body. <laughs> Crazy. So anyway, so that was and so the thing was, the woman she choked off her vomit and died because the woman came back as a ghost. And then, you know, because the woman, what did the woman say? She said, um, Danny, they haven't found me or the baby yet. They haven't found her yet. Yeah, so, and then you look, then the baby, you know, also was See? dead. Mm-hmm. So that means she, the woman, the mother, choked off her vomit, and the baby died of starvation in the house because of Dan. So. Well, Dan had the ability to change it. He could have called for help. He could have did something other than what he chose to do. He chose to just walk away and ignore it, which yeah. kind of explains what he did his whole life with his shine ability is he wanted to ignore it and not utilize it his whole life. He kind of suppressed everything. He suppressed all of the positive parts um, that he later on showed in the movie. He suppressed it in the beginning. So he started off as a dealer. Yeah. So, uh, and also, um, it was best. Well, yeah, yeah. It showed him like like him going through his arc, his uh, character arc. You know, being low or being scumbag, and then eventually somebody like Abra bringing him out. You know, bringing you know the hero, trying to bring the hero out of him. But I felt like this reminded me of an X Men movie. Like this could have been a Jean Grey solo movie that you know later on would have been easier to appreciate the dark phoenix like like if this was jean gray when she was little uh-huh. you know what i mean and then like i would like jean gray you know what i'm saying <laughs> i would be like yo like you know like i would probably be into the dark phoenix saga other than like slapping my forehead with my hand being like oh god not another dark phoenix saga why i felt like if they you know did this with jean gray that would have you know brought it out more um i felt like uh uh, you know, other than that, I felt like uh, the, the villains were pretty good on this. Um, they weren't overly bearing, like they weren't overly powerful, but they were cunning. Uh, like um, I don't know, like for example, and I kind of felt like this should have been a television series where we would learn more about the villains, like Snakebite. Like we only learned about Snakebite and what she does and why she does it, but. It still made her look like it was hard to be to empathize with her because even though you know she was young, I think she was 15, 16, or something like that. Yeah, she was 15. Yeah, like a 30 year old, 15 year old. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, but you you want to empathize because you know that you know guys were like they, they each had their own story, which how they came about to be the vampires in China. So they did have a story, but we definitely didn't. They didn't really go into depth with it. Right. Leave a little bit to your interpretation as to why. Yeah, that's and yeah, that's why I feel like it should have been a TV series. That way, we would have known, we would know the other characters. We'd probably be able to empathize with Snakebite because I'm pretty sure if they had a TV series, one episode would be about her and what she went through. You, you know kinda, what I'm saying? Kind of envisioned that, you know, she find well when it started off when they first introduced you to this character, it kind of shows her. Um, taking advantage of a pedophile, somebody right. who was trying to take advantage of her, but in terms, she ended up taking advantage of him. So if you think about it, you kind of say that maybe she had 
she was sexually abused as a right. kid. Right. Um, you you'll kind of sense that maybe she has an issue with men, and that's mm-hmm. why she always, um, that's always the person or the um, type of person that um, she tries to, I guess. Um, I, I guess avoid or harm or just yeah, just have uh-huh. a, a disconnect with. Right. And that's why I feel like it would be a great TV series is because we get to see how she interacts with the men in her group. Because, uh-huh. you know, can you imagine, like, the men that's also true knots that she's not really, you know, it could be arguments. Like, you know, that means, uh, what's her name, Rose the Hat? What was her name? Was it Rose the Hat? Uh-huh. Um, yeah, Rose the Hat. Like, she can uh, have to step in, you know what I'm saying, and try to get her straight and be like, y'all a family, you know what I mean? Right, you know, so, so it, it, yeah, it really didn't give the villains personality. The right. They didn't have their own personality. You just seen them in that scene. They did their part. They just died, a few of them, right? Died, yeah. But that was it. They didn't really have a, a personality yeah. or a story. And I think this would have been great for a TV series. But um, also, but I did enjoy the story. I felt like it, the story was very easy to follow. Uh, it did make me want to rewatch The Shining. How how did you feel about the story? Well, I did rewatch The Shining prior to seeing it, so I was it was a little fresh on my mind. Mm-hmm. I can't say that I watched the whole thing because again, The Shining story is just so long. <laughs> <laughs> I was in and out, in and out, but you know you get the gist of it. Right. It's a little easy. You kind of you kind of can relate to the little boy and the mother situation, and dealing with Jack the father and his turn from from abusive dad. No, first of all, his his story was he was a father, then he become um, a substance abuser father, then he become a changed man who's trying to be more responsible, and then how all of the steps he's taken and to make his life better for his family and himself when he went to the Overlook Hotel he kind of disappeared and they pretty much changed him back to what they were telling him what his true self was so mm. you kind of see the you kind of see the that that whole scenario in, in his son his son is going through the same thing his daddy went through alright mm-hmm. for all the likes huh? mm-hmm. so and, but the dislikes of this film I felt that Abra almost turned into a Mary Sue do you know what a Mary Sue is? a Mary Sue not really Mary Sue is basically like when you have a character. It's a name for a male character. I forgot what you call it, but it's like where he never, he's it's, it's never any turmoil. It's never really a conflict. He's just such like Superman, you know what I mean? Or like some people call him Tarzan movies. I think yeah, Tarzan movies. Tarzan movies is like hey, you know where you get the guy. Did you did you really? What? You did you the guy? No, no, I'm gonna say what you just did. I'm, I'm listening, trying to feel your and understand what you're trying to say. Whatever, yo, you're trying to distract me. Anyway, um, yeah, as I was saying, Mary Sue is basically like like the um, what's her name, Ray from the uh, Star Wars right now. Like she's just she learned the Force. I mean, yeah, like Luke Skywalker taught her you know at one point but and she kind of already knew what she was doing she doesn't need any help you know what i mean it, it was just kind of like there's no conflict there's no there's no building blocks there's no like rocky like watching rocky fall and rocky has to train and then rocky barely wins it's just like they just going straight through they just going straight through the whole movie just kicking butt it almost was like that i'm not saying it was like that but it almost was like that for uh Abra. 
um, Abra being a little girl. Yeah, like it almost, it, it almost turned into that. I think all of the, I think that for her, it was more of a revelation of herself, to see herself and to see that she is something special because it kind of shows her being a special kid, but then her mother's, her mother, her parents really didn't know what to expect or what to do with her power, so it kind of made them look at her differently. So when they look at her differently, then that to her, that meant that my power is not a good thing. I need to hide it. I need not to be proud of it. So she kind of hid it, and she dealt with the transition of her power getting stronger and stronger all on her own. So her struggle was more within herself. Um, but I think that, just like you said, if it had a series, it would have kind of built on that more and you didn't really have to interpretate that that that's what she was dealing with but hers was an internal struggle mm-hmm. yeah and also too uh as you mentioned earlier this film wasn't a horror movie i felt like that was a wasn't a letdown but it it could have been you know nerve-wracking but i felt like this was a really good x-men movie <laughs> you know i can see that that makes sense it's more of an x-men because it definitely is not more it's not a horror movie right like a dark x-men movie you, that's what i was saying definitely not gonna get that shining effect or right get that it effect or you know when you think about any of the other stephen king movies you're not gonna get that scary that mysterious effect it kind of it, it is what it is it's gonna it's, show you what it is and that's what it is it's like suspense thriller mm-hmm. fantasy you know and uh i felt like there was a there was a white savior in this film but it was warranted would you what do you feel about that i think the the savior was kind of it was already given <laughs> i mean they pretty much just had to build around it mm-hmm. they, the, it, it already had who their main character was because it is the shining too so mm-hmm. when you think about the shining too you think about that one single family so it had to really build off of him um, I like the yeah. fact that they did try to put a little uh, of a younger heroine into the situation, which she initiated. Um, she initiated the whole that contact with mm-hmm. the villains and right. her ability. Yeah, her ability was so strong; it was like a beacon toward for the villains and also for Dan. Yeah. So yeah. Now this is the part where I make comparisons to kind of give you an idea what the film may be like. Now, I'm going to give my idea what the film may be like. Do you need to think about yours while I'm saying mine? Um, or do you, you want to go ahead? When, when I think about the film and how it went about, it kind of took me to... Remember Firestarter? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the government was looking for uh-huh. um, yeah. Drew Barrymore. Yeah. It was Drew Barrymore, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So, okay. Firestarter, okay. Now, for me, of course, The Shining. You know what I mean? But, all right, let's, let's Shining. Let's put The Shining aside. I would say the Legion TV series, just like X, that's uh, for you. I don't know. You probably don't know anything about Legion TV series, mm-hmm. do you? That's like basically uh, Xavier's son. He okay. has his own uh, television show, mm-hmm. and he suffers from like mental illness, like all types of schizophrenia, all types of. Or, or you know, when you think about it too, it was kind of like Scanners. Remember the movie Scanners years ago? Scanners. I kind of remember it. I remember they made people's heads explode, right? Yeah, well, they can make when when they had that when they were so powerful they kind of can read your mind and and give you um, just like the the girl in the movie um, Snake Bite uh-huh. they had that type of abilities where they can just make you think what gestures, they want you to think they put the gestures uh, in your head oh okay 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 
And um, I, at first I was going to say Lost Boys, but I'm going to say Logan. Remember, you ever seen Logan? Yeah. The Wolverine movie? Uh-huh. I would say Logan because Logan didn't want to deal with X-23. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And so... Kind of like Danny didn't want to deal with the, his abilities or being a, a superhero or right. to save the day. Right, right. Like, he just wanted to stay secluded, just like how Logan wanted to stay secluded and not deal with anybody. Dan was the same way. But then you had X-23 that needed help. You know what I mean? Like she, like she actually was in trouble. She's being stalked, just like Abra. You know what I'm saying? Being stalked by a group of people, and now Logan has Logan slash Danny has to or Dan has to step in, help save Abra slash X23, and the you know and and you know finding out that Abra slash X23 is also powerful. You know what I mean? So yeah, so I, I feel like I'm gonna roll with the whole Logan comparison. So. um so now it's the time that we have to uh, do the uh, rating for this film. Uh, now, would you, would you like to give your rating first? I'm going to give it, I would give it eight old bitches in the tub. <laughs> with saggy titties? Yeah, with saggy titties. <laughs> 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 It's stupid. Alright. Alright. So you gotta get to see the movie if you wanna understand that. For those who've seen The Shining will get that. So uh but yeah, it, it's a reoccurring thing. And I mean, yeah, anyway. Um I give this dog, I should've let you go last. I didn't know you were gonna say that. Uh I give it eight and a half stuffed animals. Stuffed rabbits. Eight and a half stuffed rabbits. You know. I, I could do eight saggy titties. <laughs> Eight saggy titties. <laughs> Seven hairy pussies. Stupid. Alright. Alright, so yeah, I'm gonna give it an eight and a half. I'm gonna keep it clean. Eight and a half stuffed rabbits. And for those who watch the movie, you'll get it. You'll be like, oh, okay, stuffed rabbit. So I give it eight and a half. And uh, so that is our review for Dr. Sleep. And also, I, I did like I did like the little segment. I felt like that little segment that he did have, Doctor Sleep, was a small part that was in the movie. And I guarantee, probably in the actual novel, it was a much bigger role. The part that he had when he was in the hospital, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Him and the cat. I forgot the oh, cat's yeah, name. The cat, yeah, the cat who can predict the death of the um, elderly patients in the hotel. I mean, at the um, nursing home. Do you, nursing you want, home. Do you want to explain that uh, to them about the? Yeah, about it was. Um, he he got a job. In, at a nursing home and um, working there they had a cat I don't they didn't even say if the cat actually belonged there but the cat would just wander around at nighttime and whenever patients were um, getting ready to take their final breath the cat would already know because the cat will be in the room and will sit on the bed and will kind of comfort them while they're um, doing their transition and when they doing that um, that's kind of like where he got the name Dr. Sleep from because um, he followed the cat in the room and he kind of helped them through the, through the transition, letting the patients know that it's okay. Um, go ahead. It's your time is done. It's okay to take that final breath. Don't be afraid. Um, just embrace it. And they kind of died peacefully. So the, and, and they called him Doc during the process. So that kind of went along to doctor sleep. Right. Huh. You know what that cat reminded me of? Sleepwalkers. Well, that's the other thing. Like the the van, he always we always talked about it. Stephen King has some weird ass vampires. Like all his vampires are weird, but 
um, no, 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 the cat reminded me of the little white cat for those, because I have a picture here. I think his name is Smudge Lord. I think that's the cat's name, Smudge Lord. Now, Smudge Lord, for those who don't know, I believe that's the cat's name. If not, I'm, you know, yeah, I think it is Smudge Lord. But anyway, Smudge Lord, if you all don't know, Smudge Lord is the white cat that's in these memes that's going around where you have that that uh, it's like two white women from the reality show and one is pointing like screaming you know and then it has like the cat in front of the salad you know what i mean the little white cat his name the cat's name is smudge lord being malicious to saying something back to him smart. yeah exactly and that's the cat that was actually in the movie <laughs> the cat was smudge lord it's a white cat that sits right at the the, the 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 foot of your bed and he makes that little salad face expression while you're dying like look at like look at his face. It's the same expression. His ears are not pointed the same way, but it's like face. He's making his face like when you're about to die. So yeah, Smudge Lord. He's actually in this movie as well. So yes, that's our take on Doctor Sleep. Um, would you like to let people know your information or anything like that? Or you can find me on Instagram, and I think. My name is Nikki LB1. Okay. Yeah, I believe that's it. And you can find me on Instagram at Critical Blues Reviews, Critical with a K. And I am Critical. And thank you all for listening. You like to tell the say your goodbyes or anything or Well, thank you also for listening. I enjoyed doing my review of Dr. Sleep and I would recommend that you go check it out. All right, y'all. Y'all take it easy. All right. What?